Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. Wait, hold on, listen. I'm going to do, watch. I'm going to do my impression of Twitter. Are you ready? This is going to be great. Boom. I'm sorry. Oh, I think... Oh, I think I hurt myself with that one. What's up, everybody? This is the Mark K Show, 855-765-1045. We got all kinds of technical problems. First of all, I got to turn this around because our logo's not popping up. And I'm well, I think you just broke it. The screen went completely black. No, that's Josh's. Well, Josh is the one that does the HMI cables. Anyway, uh, also we had a little issue with our streaming, but we're gonna we're gonna get that fixed up, no problem. Uh, but man, I'll tell you what, what a what a weekend we had, huh? What an just when we thought everything was gonna calm down in Washington D.C., the opposite the opposite happened. It, it just started to get heated up again and again. I'll tell you what, man, this tech. Uh, war on the First Amendment, which is what it is. I mean, people will tell you, they'll tell you all the time. You're gonna, and you're hearing it over and over again. You're gonna hear it over and over again. You're gonna hear people say, this is not the First Amendment. These are private companies. Uh, and that's great. You can say that all you want, but then when you lose your First Amendment rights, don't come crying to me <laughs> because you're the ones, you're the ones that didn't think this was a freedom of speech issue. Um, which it 100% is. But in case you don't know, and uh, look, here's the thing. A lot of people don't know about Twitter. A lot of people don't care about Twitter, but Twitter, they basically, I mean, they committed suicide. They committed suicide on Friday night. Twitter on Friday night, while I was sitting around watching Jeopardy, they uh, deleted, totally, not just temporarily, not just, you know, uh, censoring a tweet. They deleted the entire account of President Donald Trump. They deleted every single tweet he's ever made. They removed his account, his face. There's no no evidence that he even existed on Twitter. And also his 88.5 million followers were then left in the lurch uh, without anyone. You know, they, they couldn't hear from the president. They couldn't see what he was doing. Um, you know, he was just gone. 88.5 million people followed this account and Twitter deemed it too dangerous to allow it to remain on the platform, which is a it's an interesting take. It's an interesting take. I don't run a company per se. I run this show. But uh, if I ran a company like Twitter, I don't know. I don't know that I'd ostracize 88 and a half million people. It seems like a lot of people. 88 and a half million seems um, like a lot of people. But this, you know, it started and I'll be one. I was one of them. If you talk to my wife, uh, probably that'd be weird. Um, also, she doesn't like to really talk to people. But if you talk to my wife, she'll tell you Friday night. I was I mean, I was not happy. I was uh, upset. I was a little depressed. I was a little shocked. I was scared for the future of this country. But then as time went on and as the weekend continued and as as, you know, we get went a couple days after the Twitter ban of Donald Trump, I started to realize something. I started to realize that in true fashion, in true fashion, uh, just 48 hours after they took down their number one target, they started to turn on each other, which is something we that, that it always happens. It's inevitable. It's inevitable with the Democrats when they remove a giant target like Donald Trump, then they need they can't not attack something. They can't not tear down somebody's ideas or beliefs or what have you. And within 48 hours, they started turning on each other and targeting targeting each other online. One of the things they did was this whole I don't know if you saw this interview with with Nancy Pelosi on 60 Minutes. Leslie Stahl, I'll tell, we have some clips from it. And I know what I know what you're thinking, Mark. Please, please don't play the Nancy Pelosi interview clips. I can't stand her voice. And in fact, I know what's going to happen. As soon as I start playing Nancy Pelosi's interview, as soon as that happens, I know it's good. we're going to get the, the vomit face emojis all over our YouTube channel. We're going to get the vomit face emojis all over our Facebook channel. We're going to get the vomit face emojis all over our Twitch channel. Not our Twitter channel, though, by the way, because we've stopped, uh, we've stopped broadcasting there. I mean, obviously, obviously they don't want us, so we're not going to be there. But what but this interview with Nancy Pelosi and Leslie Stahl yesterday was good for a little while. 
for the Democrats. They were excited to hear her talk about Donald Trump being dangerous. They were excited to hear her talk about taking the president down via the 25th Amendment or impeachment. They were excited to hear uh, Nancy Pelosi talk about using every resource she has to remove President Trump from office and keep him from ever running again. However, when the interview turned to important subjects like COVID relief, or the natural succession of the House of Representatives. That's when things started to get tense. And the Twitter audience, who just three, four months ago was praising Leslie Stahl for her interview with Donald Trump. You may remember, Donald Trump was being interviewed by Leslie Stahl. Do you remember what happened? She, he, he stormed out, apparently. That's all in the middle of the interview. He said, I think we're done and left. And the, and the left and CBS and, and 60 Minutes were all like, Donald Trump stormed out of our 60 Minutes interview. What happened? This woman was a folk hero then. Now, when she starts questioning Nancy Pelosi, like, oh, by the way, why aren't you doing anything to help Americans? Why are you dead set on impeaching a president again when there's just 10 days left in his term? That's when that's when Twitter started to turn on her. Twitter started taking down their own. And that is going to continue to happen. Twitter is going to implode. Uh, and it's going to be it's going to be so so much fun to watch. In addition to that, speaking of impeachment, we'll get into this impeachment thing here in just a minute. But when you when you want to talk about the ridiculousness, when you want to talk about the ridiculousness of what's happening in uh, in the House of Representatives, you have here a group of people who if you if you look back at the election, which was just two months ago, it was just two months ago. These people lost a majority uh, of their, not a majority of their seats, but they came close to losing the majority in the House of Representatives. The Democrats, they lost a significant block of seats in the House of Representatives. Conservatives not only won back every seat that they held, but gained, made, made extensive gains into the Democrat majority in the House of Representatives. And now the Democrats... The first chance they get in this new Congress with all these new Republicans, with all these, old, you know, with, with their old friends having to say goodbye because the voters didn't like their politics. They didn't like their partisanship. They didn't like the way they spent the last two years attacking the president. They think it's a really good idea to have the first thing on their legislative agenda, a second impeachment hearing of Donald Trump. I, I mean, to me, it's it's perfect. This is great. This, I thought we were going to have to actually do some work to take back the House of Representatives in 2022. I thought we'd have to get out there and campaign or make donations. I thought, man, wh how are we going to find people that can win back these House seats from the Democrats so that we can have a conservative majority in the House of Representatives and put a, the kibosh on all of this censorship, all of this big tech tyranny, all of these crazy ideas that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris want to institute? How do we take back the House of representatives and then nancy pelosi starts pushing forward impeachment of the president with 10 days left in his term and i realize wow we don't have to take back the house of representatives they're just going to give it to us there's gonna be like, here you go we're done with it you can have it 855-765-1045 is the number 855-765-1045 is our number all right so we have a we have some more information about what happened Wednesday. We have a lot of threats on not just the president himself, but also senators that the uh, that the Congress is now wanting to censure or even just remove, expel or expel. I don't do you expel if it's expulsion. Do you expel them or expel them? That's a question for I mean, we've got like 22 English teachers on uh, watching on Facebook right now. They'll set me straight here in just a minute. Also, we have a brand new game that we're going to play today, which I'm very excited about. I spent all weekend working on this game. I played it with my kids. They loved it. So it's sure to be um, a huge hit. 855-765-1045. We don't have nearly enough time today for everything we want to do, but we're going to try to do as much as possible. So stick with us. This is the Mark K Show. Quick break. We'll be right back. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855 765 1045 is our number. 855 765 By the way, something, I don't know, something that you may not have understood and that I really learned, you know, when I try to feel, I feel like I'm a little, I feel like I'm social media savvy, you know, at least more so than the, than the I'm the guy that all my, my friends, okay, my, both my friends, my family members, they, if they have a question about social media or something and they don't know, they don't know what's going on, they always, they always, t you know, call me, hey, what is this? How do I need this? Do I need to be on this? How do I delete that? Why is my VCR still blinking 12 o'clock? 
I'm like, first of all, you, you shouldn't have a VCR. You shouldn't have a VCR anymore. Anyway, mom, but yeah, whatever. Uh, I'm the guy they call. But I was shocked to find out how many social media networks there are. I don't know where my phone Oh, there. Hold on. I'm going to grab my phone over here. Once they got, once they threw the president off of Twitter and everyone else was like, that's it. I've had it with Twitter. I'm moving here and there. I'm moving here and there. I didn't realize how many social media networks there were that were underutilized and very popular. For example, the first one is one named Parlor. And Parlor I knew about. Parlor I've been on for, you know, I think since its inception. And we've had a growing account. We have, a, you know, a few hundred thousand or a few, like 10,000. I don't even, there's a bunch of people that follow us on Parlor. And as soon as Donald Trump was kicked off of Twitter Friday night, uh, the rumor was he was going to go to Parlor. But within minutes, Parlor was under attack, a coordinated attack by Apple, who removed Parlor from the App Store, and Google, who removed Parlor from the Google App Store. And then when they said, oh, my God, we're being removed from the App Store, fine, we'll just live online. Amazon, who controls their web, um, their their website, basically, it's their Amazon, uh, what do you call it, the, the streaming service or whatever. They said you could, or web hosting services, you can no longer host your website here. So they basically got ripped off the Internet by all of these people simply by being the conservative Twitter alternative. They'd done nothing wrong. They'd done nothing to incite this violence, as they kept claiming. Uh, Dan Bongino, who a lot of you know and, and follow as a part owner of that, he's been all over the place screaming and yelling about uh, you know, but what they did. And, and it is really scary. I mean, this is the other thing that, that, that I think really started to scare me was that they can do this to the president. And if these tech giants, these tech companies, if they can all of a sudden band together and just arbitrarily start picking people all out of existence, really, out of digital existence, then clearly, then clearly, they're, I mean, the president of the United States had 88.5 million Twitter followers that they didn't care about. Lowly only, I had like 20,500, and it's way less today. Uh, but, I, you know, you, it, you have to realize this is something that they can do to anyone, anytime. So we started um, we started, of course, taking care of that situation as well by uh, by updating and promoting our Catriot network, which is a way for you to get on our list. And that way, if one day you turn on the Facebook or the YouTube or you go to my website and it's gone, we can still stay in touch with you. Um, and that's really easy. Just go to Mark dot com, M-A-R-K-K-A-Y-E dot com. Enter your information, and that way we will be forever linked no matter what happens on social media. But there's a ton of other places for people to go. There was, Like I said, there was Parler. There's a, an, another website called Gab, which is very similar to Twitter or Facebook for conservatives. There's one called Telegram, which I just found. I watched. Apparently, this is one uh, was banned in India. And I was like, oh, that's really, if it got banned in India, it must be good. So I jumped on Telegram and have started building that one. There's, I mean, there's so many signal, which is this really cool spy decoder, super code. I mean, it doesn't matter. You can't stop people from talking online. What you can do is you can just stop them from using your platform. I mean, this is the thing that I don't understand. Again, I'm not, I'm no business major. I didn't take any business classes, but I kind of feel like I understand basic commonsensical things. And the, the the thing that people don't realize or maybe Twitter doesn't realize is that Donald Trump didn't need Twitter. Twitter needed Donald Trump. Donald Trump, he didn't communicate with his fan base through Twitter. So taking him off of Twitter, if, if anything, I mean, that makes him even more of a folk hero. That's that's more of a badge of honor. What the Democrats continually try to do is they misunderstand Donald Trump's voting base. They misunderstand what we're all about, what MAGA is all about. And when you look at conservatives, and I don't care if you're one of these these diehard Ted Cruz, Josh Hawley, Matt Gates conservatives who is like, everyone be damned, I will fight for liberty no matter what. Or if you're one of these wishy-washy, go-where-the-wind-blows, Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham-type conservatives who's all like, I'm behind Donald Trump 100% until, of course, the wind blows the other way. And then you're like, oh, I've had it. Count me out. I've had it. By the way, if you haven't seen what happened to Lindsey Graham at the D.C. airport, it's even better than what happened to Mitt Romney on the plane coming from Utah. We'll play that for you here in just a minute. But no matter what happens, conservatives and conservatism is always being misjudged by these people. And what what it is at the base is small government. It's, it's this leave me alone type mentality. It's look. I'm an American. I got rights. I won't bother you. You don't bother me. And that's all it is. 
I'll work. I'll pay some taxes. I'm not going to pay a ridiculous amount of taxes. And I'm not going to pay for illegal immigrants to get free health care. That's the American conservative mentality. It's fair. It's just. It makes sense. And it drives Democrats crazy. So in, if they're trying to squash it, but every single thing they do, whether it's whether it's attacking Donald Trump, impeaching Donald Trump, throwing him off of a social media network, trying to impeach Donald Trump again, every time they do it, it shows conservatives, all conservatives, not the crazy ones, not the far right wing ones, not the moderate ones, but it shows all conservatives that no matter what happens, there's still way too much government in our government. And what Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and all and AOC and all the other crazy Democrats who want to impeach Donald Trump literally the week before he leaves office anyway, what they're showing people, what they're showing conservatives once again is the government is just getting bigger and bigger. And that is not something that we want. 855-765-1045. I promise we'll get to some of your calls here in just a minute. Plus, uh, interesting news about Twitter this morning that proves my point that they needed Donald Trump more than he needed them. All that and more on the Mark K Show. Stay tuned. All right, I'll give you I'll give you just a taste of what it's like to be Lindsey Graham these days walking through an airport in D.C. after he uh, stabbed the president in the back on the floor of the Senate last week. Listen carefully. You traitor! You traitor! You traitor! You traitor! Lindsey Graham, you are a traitor to the country! Yeah, that's okay. And it goes on. That was him walking into the airport. He continued all the way to the gate, people screaming and yelling, him trying to, like, concentrate on his flip phone, which, of course, Lindsey Graham... Has a flip phone. Who has a flip phone these days? Lindsey Graham, that's who. Uh, but they were they were telling this is going to happen to you. It's going to wherever you go for the rest of your life, this will follow you. And uh, it's really, you know, it's interesting to see actually Republicans starting to do what Democrats have been doing for years. Um, and I think that nobody's as shocked as the Democrats are. All right, speaking of shock, so. Twitter decides to deplatform or kick Donald Trump off of their off of their their entire system. And Twitter needed Donald Trump way more than Donald Trump. In fact, Donald Trump didn't need Twitter at all. Twitter needed Donald Trump. Twitter needed Donald Trump like a car needs gas, like I need coffee, like Joe Biden needs a teleprompter. That's how much Twitter needed Donald Trump. His 88.5 million followers there, they they don't understand. They don't understand that those people weren't they didn't exist on Twitter until Donald Trump. So many of them signed up just to hear what he had to say. So many of them were news sources, both here and internationally, that were hanging on his every word. So many of them were haters and trolls who made it their life's mission to to retweet and and just belittle and insult the president of the United States every single time he sent out a message, which we all know was often. And Donald Trump was, for the four years in office, he was the lifeblood. He was the blood running through the Twitter machine. And what Twitter decided to do on Friday, because because their employees told them to, which, by the way, always having your employees tell you what to do with your company, all, that's, that always works out really well. But their employees, 100 of them, wrote a letter to Jack Dorsey saying, remove this man permanently. And so he did. And every other every other social media company followed suit. Uh, he got thrown off of Snapchat. He got banned from TikTok, which is ironic because he tried to ban TikTok earlier. He got kicked off of Pinterest. He got kicked out of, of, of Spotify. They closed his Shopify store. Every single social media. It became like the new Black Square. Do you remember after Black Lives Matter, everyone was changing? They were posting Black Squares on their Instagram this was the new hot thing to do. If you run a social media company, you have to ban Donald Trump because because, uh, you know, that's that's I don't know that's what everyone's doing. But in doing so, Twitter basically just destroyed themselves. They are now imploding. What they don't realize is that Donald Trump hate them as much as they do saved their company. And I remember back in 2016 and I went back. Thank God for the Internet, because you can find stories from 2016. There was an article in The Verge. And they wrote, is Twitter doomed? January 26th, 
2016. Is Twitter doomed? And the article goes into about how all of their high-profile executives left the company because it was a sinking ship, how they couldn't figure out how to monetize their massive platform, how they weren't gaining lose, uh, followers. In fact, they were losing some, how they weren't profitable, and could they be sustained as a company, or were was their best bet just to get bought out and gobbled up by somebody bigger? Also, in February of 2016 twitter is losing customers and its stock is falling this is from cnn the social media company reported wednesday that it lost two million users in the last three months of 2015 shares plummeted as much as 12 percent new management products designs and features haven't done much to move the needle twitter's growth has stagnated and it's nowhere close to turning a profit that was february of 2016 what happened in 2016 donald trump announced he was running for president donald trump started to campaign donald trump began to tweet and donald trump single-handedly saved twitter and for the next four years, Twitter had more followers, more added accounts, more money, more you know advantage in the stock market. They were seeing more growth than they ever had before. And it wasn't because of Beyonce. It wasn't because of Justin Bieber. It wasn't because of Taylor Swift, although she was probably a big part of it. It was because of Donald Trump. Everybody waited to see what he would tweet next. And it, in fact, in the last 48 hours on Friday night, Liberal media outlets, they were thrilled. They were excited. They were screaming and yelling with glee that Twitter had stomped all over the First Amendment. They were so excited about this censorship. I mean, that's really the scary thing when you think about it. Not that Donald Trump got censored because we could all see that coming. What's scary is how many people were excited by this censorship and thought it was a good idea. Real, wow, they finally, where have they been? Well, two days later, those same Democrats, those same media outlets, those same liberal leftist socialist wackos were starting to complain. Why? Because with Donald Trump off of Twitter, they had no idea what the president was doing. They had no idea what the president was thinking. They were scared, petrified. They're sitting there going, oh, my God, now we don't know what he's thinking he could be thinking anything. He could be thinking terrible, horrible thoughts. We don't know what he's doing. We don't know what he's up to. How are we going to keep track of the president now? And some of them were demanding Twitter put him back up. They turned on each other that quickly. And Twitter, they're probably, they're going to have some come to Jesus meetings today. Because in pre-stock trading today, this pre, I mean, because in, uh, in pre-market trading, this is before the market opened, Twitter stock was down 10 percent business insider twitter stock tumbles 10 percent after trump is permanently banned from the platform twitter stock fell as much as 10 percent in pre-market trading on monday after the social media company permanently banned president trump's account twitter stock likely fell because investors are worried the trump ban will erode interest in the platform and lead to boycotts among those who see the decision as politically motivated and a way to silence a major conservative voice. Twitter thought they were hurting Donald Trump by getting rid of his account. What they don't realize is he didn't communicate with his base via Twitter. MAGA supporters, uh, Donald Trump lovers, they didn't go to Twitter to find out what Donald Trump was thinking and saying. They went to Donald Trump. To find out what Donald Trump was thinking and saying. That's why Donald Trump had rallies and that's why hundreds of thousands of people attended them. Donald Trump, he didn't communicate with his base via Twitter. He communicated with the media and the left and everyone else via Twitter. When he wanted to talk to conservatives, Republicans, people who wanted to help him make America great again, he went to the people. He went to go see them and in return they came to see him in droves, face to face, old school. That's how he built the connection. That's how he built the trust and the loyalty. That's how he built one of the most massive political movements ever. Twitter doesn't get it. They cut him off thinking they were destroying him. They were doing the opposite. And their stock market price before the market even opened today dropped 10%. Can you imagine what's going to happen when the, mar the market opened 15 minutes ago? Can you imagine what's going to happen today to Twitter now that the stock market's open? There may not be a Twitter after today.
Consequently, if you go to the Rasmus, uh, consequently, if you go to the Rasmussen daily presidential approval poll today, that's tough to say. The Rasmussen presidential approval poll today has Donald Trump at 48 percent approval. That is exactly where he was on Friday before he was banned from Twitter. That is up two points from where he was on Monday before what happened on the Capitol January 6th. Donald Trump's approval rating with voters and Americans has not changed, even though Twitter and everybody else deleted his account. But Twitter's stock has tumbled 10 percent before a single share of stock has been traded. I'm telling you, Trump don't need Twitter. But Twitter and the rest of them, they all need him. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Mark K Show coming up. Stay tuned. You traitor. You traitor. You traitor. You're a traitor. Lindsey Graham, you are a traitor to the country. It makes me giggle. It makes me giggle to think Lindsey Graham's walking through an airport thinking, thinking he can, the same day as millions or hundreds of thousands, rather, of MAGA supporters are flying home, the same day, just days after Mitt Romney was called a traitor on his flight from Utah to D.C., he thinks he can just walk on through. It's crazy. 855-765-1045. All right, let's get to a couple of phone calls here uh, real quick. This is Carrie from Minnesota. Hi, Carrie. Thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, we're doing great, Carrie. What's going on? What's on your mind? So, first of all, I want to say that Trump is a big a-hole, but I absolutely love him. Oh, okay. <laughs> He, he cares so much. Yes, he needs to maybe watch what he says sometimes. Yeah. But he cares. Like, he's down to earth. He, I, I just love that. You know, I'm only 30 years old, mm. so I guess I haven't been around too much to know how other presidents are. Well, I'll tell you what, other presidents are way less effective than this one. And that's what, unfortunately, probably in the rest of your lifetime, you'll be lucky if you run into another president um, as effective as this one. Now, I'll give you that. A lot of people think the way you do, you know, but what they don't understand, and I guess maybe this will be something going forward that we'll start to realize. Uh, A president doesn't need to be the person you want to have in your house for Thanksgiving. A president doesn't need to be someone you want to go have a beer with. That was Barack Obama's big thing. He and Joe, they wanted to be the, they wanted to be your buds. They're your pals. They wanted to, yeah, you can sit down and have a beer with them. Well, that's great. I have people I can sit down and have a beer with. What I want is somebody who's going to be strong enough to stand up to Congress and stand up to the left and stand up to socialism and stand up to Russia and stand up to North Korea and stand up to everybody else when I need them to. If I never have a beer with Donald Trump, I'll be cool. If Donald Trump never uh, invites me to his house or if I never invite him to my house for Thanksgiving, no problem. But I just need him to be able to do the job of president of the United States. And nowhere in the job description does it say be everyone's best friend. And typically, typically, the people that you need to watch out for are the people that want to be your best friend. The people you really need to watch out for are the sweet talkers and the charmers and the guys who go on late night TV playing the saxophone. You know, the guys who go on the on the comedy show saying, here's how I'm going to get my voters. What what this country needs is strength in leadership, not camaraderie in leadership. And that's the problem. Donald Trump didn't want to be anybody's friend. He wanted to be the best president this country's ever seen. Uh, and that's why so many people hate him and also why so many people love him. Uh, thanks so much for the call. We appreciate it. Don in Jacksonville. Hi, Don. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh uh, a, a word about the, the parlor being kicked off of Amazon's uh, web service. Yeah, well, yeah, parlor got kicked off of Amazon's web services. They're yeah. down now, they say, for yeah. about a week. Oh, yeah. So the AWS uh, servers currently host over 20,000 porn sites. They also. Uh, and I've been to every one of them. Oh, I'm just yeah. sorry. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so they do all this. In addition to that, Google has, has been basically trying to uh, uh, cause problems for the president. If you were to look for a whatever term, uh, whatever pornographic term that you would want to look for in Google, something is going to show up. Yeah. That's because Google goes and indexes those sites 
they support them and they do all this kind of stuff. Yeah. They also get ad revenue from It's amazing that they pick that over our president yeah. and our First Amendment rights. Well, I mean, Don, I'll tell you the reason for that. It's because those porn sites, as far as we know, have not incited any kind of insurrection. They've not supported uh, or, or you know, inspired insurrection on those porn sites. They've inspired erections, but not insurrection. <laughs> totally. That's why. They, that's why they're totally. Can I say it? Yeah. You know. Never mind. Eight five five. Thanks so much for your call, though. We appreciate. It. Look, don't let. And you know, may, I know what Brian's doing. He's trying to find sense in all of this disorder, and you ain't gonna. You can't do it. There's no sense. There's no, um, there's no, you know, there's no uh, game plan for who gets banned by these companies and who doesn't. It's basically whoever they want. You can't find any kind of algorithmic, uh, you know, um, it would, answer in this. It's all totally arbitrary. They decide who gets to speak and who doesn't. They get to decide uh, to, to decide who has an account and who doesn't. They get to decide who does business on their platform. And, and you know, it doesn't no one has to adhere to similar standards. That's why, as people point out constantly, you see terrorist dictators and the Ayatollah and all these other hate groups who've inspired violence in the past. They still get to keep their Twitter accounts. But Donald Trump does not. Speaking of inspiring violence. Now that this whole impeachment sham is kind of moving forward again, now that Nancy Pelosi, who was on 60 Minutes, and we have those clips coming for you here in just a minute, was accusing the president of all these terrible, horrible things, we should probably go back, because I don't know if you've gone back and listened to the president's speech and heard what he said, but if they're going to charge him with inciting insurrection, they're going to be hard-pressed to find evidence of that, because his speech really spoke to the contrary. And we have that here in just a minute. Stay tuned. Uh, 855-765-1045 is our number. Quick break. The Mark K Show continues right after this. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. By the way, we have a brand new game uh, coming up here in just a minute. I thought of it. I was watching. It was really an exciting Friday night at the old K House. We were watching the final episode of of, uh, Alex Trebek on um, Jeopardy. That makes me so sad. It was so sad. It was his final episode, and we were watching, and it was whatever. And uh, and in between, like, the commercial breaks, I would flip over on my phone to see what was going on. And that's when word started coming down that Donald Trump was banned from Twitter. So while watching Jeopardy and reading about Donald Trump getting thrown off of Twitter, censored on uh, on Twitter, I immediately, my mind came up with a brand new game for the show, which is just how my mind works. So I spent all weekend, I, there, I, I worked on this diligently. We're going to play that here in about 20 or 30 minutes or so. Um, and uh, hopefully, hopefully it's a big, huge hit and you guys enjoy it. And we'll give away a Marque Show prize pack as well, you know, because that's what we do. We have tons of them. Oh, I thought I got to play. You No, you don't get to play. No. Oh, you know what I'm going to need you to do, actually? Hold because, the Because, yeah, yeah, here's the thing. We do uh, we do this weekend show on Newsmax, which a lot of people watch now, too. Every, every Saturday at 5.30 p.m. on Newsmax, they take clips of huh. this show, and we do original content, and we put it on Newsmax, and, it, and it's great. Everyone seems to enjoy it. So now when we do, like, we used to just be able to do radio stuff. We didn't need props. But now that we're on TV, we need props. I had to go to Michael's and buy. You did not go to Michael's. Swear to God, I went to Michael's. <laughs> I told my wife after church yesterday, I go, hey, I'm going to drop you guys off and go to Michael's. And she goes, why? And I said, I need some poster board and some, <laughs> I need some sparkle paints. And I need, I'm, I have an idea for the show. And she looked at me like I was crazy and was like, fine. I'm really sad that you didn't ask for my help only because you know these are the kind of things I excel in. I, here's what, here's what, here's the deal. If this is a hit, if this is something we want to do more often, mm-hmm. I will ask. For, you can revamp it and upgrade it, and maybe add some lights to the Ooh. to the to the board. And I already stuff. have ideas. Okay. Oh, okay, great, great. So well, let's see it. Let's see if it works. If it if it works one time, we'll do it again. If it doesn't, we'll never speak of it and forget it ever happened. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. All right. So uh, speaking of things that we never want to speak about and hope that they uh, they didn't happen, we have tons of uh, audio from Leslie Stahl. Leslie Stahl yesterday hosted an interview on uh, 60 Minutes with Nancy Pelosi. And man, they jumped at this. Uh, as soon as the protesters left the Capitol, 60 Minutes was in there with a camera crew and Nancy Pelosi was giving them a tour of the carnage and the wreckage and the degradation to the House of American capitalism. And here, uh, here is a little bit of what happened. She had uh, she had Nancy Pelosi and they were walking through the halls and she was showing where. This, oh, here it is. Uh, let's see. I th- oh, wait, maybe that's not it. Maybe it's this one. Uh, Who is running the executive? Well, sadly, the person who's running the executive branch 
is a deranged, unhinged, dangerous president of the United States. And that only a number of days until uh, we can be protected from him. Uh, but he has done something so serious uh, that there should be prosecution against him. Yeah. Uh, so she's saying right off the get go, right off the bat, who's in charge of the country? And she says, well, it's Donald Trump, but he's totally deranged and we need to act against him. And Leslie Stahl asks her about that. Leslie Stahl's like, look, let me ask you this question, because you're talking about, you know, you're talking about getting rid of Donald Trump. But is that something that I mean, at this point in time, is that even something that you can do? Is that something worth doing? Because when you think about it, you don't have the time. You've got seven days. You've got seven days until Trump is out of office. Donald Trump will no longer be the president after January 20th. He himself has said so. And Nancy Pelosi wants to this week, probably Tuesday or Wednesday, initiate articles of impeachment. The Senate, they're out of session until January 19th. They're never going to hear this thing. And after Donald Trump leaves, leaves office, that you can't impeach him. You can't impeach a private citizen. You can only impeach a uh, an elected representative while they're holding office. So the whole thing seems kind of pointless. But Nancy Pelosi, she wants to send a message because she feels like what happened at the Capitol was not only terrible and horrible, but it was all Donald Trump's doing. Here's what she said to Leslie Stahl about her staff. The staff went under the table, barricaded the door, turned out the lights and were silent in the dark under the table under this the whole table time? for two and a half hours wow during which time they listened to the invaders banging on that door as you can hear on a recording from one of the staffers phones now so that was audio from one of the staffers while they're hiding they hear banging on the door that reminded me of another clip from earlier in the week. Josh Hawley, who now has become the Democrats' public enemy number one, they want to throw this guy out of the Senate because he went to object to the electoral votes uh, from the from the swing states that he felt he should object to on behalf of his constituents. He did what he was elected to do. And last week, Antifa went to his home where his wife and infant daughter were asleep, and they did the same thing with bullhorns you know screaming at my wife demanding come out come out pounding on our door knowing after she's asked him to please leave shouting down neighbors who come out and try to talk to him they turn the bullhorns on him won't leave until police show up i mean this is unbelievable the bottom line is laura nobody should have this happen to him if it can happen to my family it can happen to any yeah. family in america yeah uh so very very similar circumstances there antifa coming to josh hawley's house and attacking his, you beating on his door, yelling and screaming at his wife and kid. Nobody, however, nobody, however, out there demanding that senators that support that group uh, be thrown out of the Senate like they are with Josh Hawley. But then, then the Pelosi interview took an interesting turn, one that a lot of Democrats, especially the Twitter trolls, who now don't, they don't have the president to kick around anymore, so they need a new target. Think about this. Donald Trump is off of Twitter. So if you've spent your entire existence for the past four years trolling the president, making memes about him, retweeting him, calling him all these terrible, horrible names, then what are you going to do now? Well, the, the answer is you're going to turn on whoever turns on Nancy Pelosi. And a lot of people felt it was Leslie Stahl because here's what she said next. You yourself are not known as a person who compromises. No, I am. I'll compromise. We want to get the job done. I'm, I'm mischaracterized by the Republicans that way, but that's a tactic that they use. Oh, she's mischaracterized by the Republicans as someone who doesn't like to compromise. Much like Republicans are mischaracterized by Democrats as, as racists, as a homophobic, as xenophobic, as white supremacists. It's interesting. That's just a tactic they take. That's just a tactic. Uh, that they take. And then Leslie pushed her on, on COVID relief and said, look, you actually held this up as much as the Republicans did, if not more. What about the COVID relief package Yeah, that was held up for eight months? No, but that was their obstruction. I understand this. Well, wait. Yeah. Was there obstruction? Yours too. Was there obstruction? No, yours yeah. too. Take no, yours. Wait a minute. Do you not realize who you're talking to, lady? You're talking to Nancy Pelosi, third in line for the president. This woman has been in power longer than most of us have been alive. What she says goes not just in the Democratic Party, but now in the country. If she wants a president impeached twice, she'll make it happen. If she wants censorship on social media, all she needs to do is send a, send a text message to Silicon Valley, and they're shutting down everyone's account that she asks them to. 
This is the, you can't no, you can't say no, Nancy Pelosi. You're obstructing people. It's no, it wasn't obstruction. You yeah, held out for eight months. No, no, we held it up because there was no, no respect for our heroes, our our state and local healthcare workers, police and fire, our first responders, our sanitation, transportation, food workers, our teachers, our teachers, our teachers. They would not go down that path. That's not true. They were. In fact, Donald Trump offered her, what, $1.8 trillion? Even Wolf Blitzer couldn't believe that she was she was balking about that. But the problem was, by accepting that deal then, President Trump would have would have had a victory, a feather in his cap. So she kept this money out of everyone's hands until after the election. Then she got half, half what she'd been offered before, half of the money going to the American people. Not $1.8 trillion, but just about half of that ending up in your bank accounts. And Leslie Stahl called her out on it. And man, if you want to see the Twitter trolls go crazy, these same people who were praising Leslie Stahl just four months ago when President Trump stormed out of his interview with her were now saying she was guilty of treason. She was in the back pocket of the Republicans. She probably has a MAGA hat in her closet at work. They turned on the media so quick because now the media, with Donald Trump gone, has no choice. They have no they have no other recourse but to begin to report on the Democrats and the Democrats don't like that. And they are going to start eating their own. They've already started. And it's just going to get it's gonna, You know what? This was a silver lining in my weekend. Watching this interview, watching Leslie Stahl turn on Pelosi, watching Pelosi turn on the media and watching everyone on Twitter turn on everyone else. That make that gave me hope for the next four years. I may actually I may actually just pop some popcorn and enjoy the show. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Marquee show on the way. Who is running the executive? Well, sadly, the person who's running the executive branch is a deranged, unhinged, dangerous president of the United States. And only a number of days until uh, we can be protected from him. Uh, but he has done something so serious uh, that there should be prosecution against him. Uh, yeah, that was uh, Nancy Pelosi yesterday talking to Leslie Stahl on 60 Minutes. Let's talk about how dangerous he is and what he did. Because this is something that, you know, when you have a trial, which is what it, it's, uh, we all, we've all been through, we're familiar with impeachment. We know what happens with impeachment. With impeachment, you have to prove that somebody did something wrong. It's a, it's a court case. You've got defense, you've got um, the prosecution. The prosecution's supposed to bring proof and witnesses, although, when it's, although well, that didn't really happen in the last one. Uh, but basically, there's a trial. They're going to have to go back and prove that Donald Trump incited this insurrection. First of all, they're going to have to prove that it's insurrection, and then they're going to have to prove that it was Donald Trump's fault. And that is going to be very difficult, especially when you go back and listen to what Donald Trump said, which people are finally starting to do. Finally starting. I wish I wish that Lindsey Graham had started, had gone back and listened to Donald Trump while he was while he was locked up in whatever secret room he was locked up in, waiting for uh, waiting for all the protesters to leave the Capitol. I wish that all of these senators who are now calling for Donald Trump's removal went back and listened to what he actually said. We did. And here's a little clip. Here's probably the most important clip when you're talking about Donald Trump, what he's guilty of, what he's not guilty of, and these articles of impeachment, which are which are inevitable at this point. Listen carefully. This is Donald Trump uh, earlier this week, or earlier last week, Wednesday, just before protesters raided the Capitol building. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard not just make your voices heard not just angrily make your voices heard he actually took a moment yet to stress peacefully building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard now as we know some people didn't do that some people went a step too far some people broke through the windows. Some people broke through the doors. A lot of people were arrested over the weekend. A lot more people are going to be arrested. Some people lost their lives. It was a terrible thing that happened. Nobody's saying it should have. But at the same time, saying that Donald Trump's speech is the reason they did it. I, I mean, do we? I'd like to know how many of those people actually were at the speech beforehand. 
You know, it's going to be it's going to be a tough nut to crack. It's going to be a tough case to prove. However, with the Democrats in control of the House of Representatives, proof is not necessary. We learned that from the last impeachment where Adam Schiff just started making up transcripts because the first one that they had just wasn't damaging enough. Uh, We learned that the first time when they called no witnesses. And then when the Senate was hearing all the evidence, they begged and pleaded with the Senate to call witnesses. The Senate having no option but to say, no, that's your job. You refused to do it because you rushed it through. It was a rushed impeachment. Man, you want to talk about a rushed impeachment? They've got seven days, eight days until the president is out of office. They've got this week and then Monday, Tuesday and half of Wednesday until Joe Biden is sworn in. I, I mean, it's it's a, it's a, it ain't going to happen. It's all just nonsense. And what it's doing is it's setting the Democrats up for they have an opportunity right now to say, well, look what happened. We barely, barely got control of the Senate. We have one extra vote in the Senate. This is not any kind of mandate. We won the election kind of. And when you look at the House of Representatives, we lost big time. Maybe maybe chasing down another uh, impeachment of a very popular president. Maybe that's not in our best interest. They don't care about their best interests. They don't care about your best interests. They just care about removing Donald Trump. 855-765-1045. All right, we need two contestants for our brand new game. 855-765-1045. Two contestants. We'll play right after this. Stay tuned. Can Nancy Pelosi get a real job and do something productive? I mean, not so far. Now she's 80, so probably uh, probably not. But look, here's the deal. The, the good news is Nancy Pelosi has already said this is her last term as Speaker of the House. And if they keep going down this road of impeachment, which they seem hell-bent on doing, then I believe probably it's going to be the last, uh, the, the only two years that the Democrats are going to hold the House because this is not the way. They've already lost a lot of seats to Republicans. And, and people want, you know, people want the Republicans to get in there and do some stuff. So if it's, um, if you know, if, if this is their game plan for the first week, in office, they clearly haven't learned their lesson. They're going to be handing the House back to the Republicans in 2022, in my humble opinion. All right, it's time, ladies and gentlemen, for us to play our Brent. What are you doing? You Can, tell me to stand here. Come over here. No, we have to be. Here's the thing. We have a camera now, too. So you have to be on. Hold it up. Hold it up. Hold it like from the sides. There we go. We got a game board for this game, by the way, because we're we're multimedia. Hold it down a little bit. Okay, perfect. Don't move. You got it? Okay. Wait, hold on. Move a little bit over this way. There you go, perfect. All right, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for us to play our brand new game. This was inspired on Friday night while I was watching uh, the Jeopardy finale with with um, Alex Trebek, his final episode before he passed, and at the same time reading reports of Donald Trump getting censored on social media. And at that moment, I came up with this great idea for a fantastic new game called America's in Jeopardy. Yay! Ooh, all right. And uh, it's played much like Jeopardy. We're going to meet our contestants here in just a second, and we'll see if they can um, if they can outdo each other by answering. I'm sorry, by giving answers to questions that you find. Wait, no, by giving questions to answers. This is very tricky. I don't know how Alex Trebek did it for 30 years. Uh, by giving answers to to by giving questions to answers, they'll find on the Americas in Jeopardy board. And our first contestant is Barry. Barry, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I thought I was going to play. Uh... Mark out of context. Oh no, that's that game. We only play once a year on a New Year. Do you want to still play this one, or do you want me to hang up and? Uh, get yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was only kidding you about that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that was funny. I get it now. I get it now. <laughs> All right, uh, Barry, you're going to be playing against Cheryl in Jacksonville. Hi, Cheryl. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, doing great, Cheryl. You ready to play some uh, America's in Jeopardy? Perfect. Here's how this works, guys. We're going to go back and forth, and uh, we're not going to have you buzz in because, you know, it doesn't work that way. But what we'll do is we'll give you a chance to pick a category and a dollar amount. We have dollar amounts 100, 200, 300 in these four categories. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Our first category is backstabbing Republicans. Our next category is bat crap crazy Democrats. Our third category is socialist media networks. And our fourth and final category is birds. All right? Can you, okay. guys, can you guys hear me? Yep. Oh, okay, good. You feel free to answer my questions when I ask them. <laughs> okay, good. All right, <laughs> that'll work out a lot better for everyone. All right, Barry, we're going to start with you, okay? 
Okay, I'll take backstabbing Republicans for 300. Backstabbing Republicans for 300. All right, here is your answer. Please provide us a question. After standing next to President Trump at a campaign rally last Monday and promising to object to the electoral votes, she lost her Senate race on Tuesday and folded like a cheap card table on Wednesday by voting to certify the election of Joe Biden. Uh, what is uh, Kelly Loeffler? We would have accepted who is, but what is also correct. Congratulations. Uh, you're on. See how easy this is, Barry? I, I was born for this game. There <laughs> are. You got $300. Uh, we go to you, Cheryl. Which category and dollar amount would you like? Uh, social media networks for 300 Social list media networks for $300. Okay, yeah, no, I get it. It's fine. Here we go. Uh, this socialist media network banned Trump this weekend, which means he will no longer be able to save photos of cute bathroom remodels, kids' party ideas, or charcuterie platters. What is Twitter? I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Would you like, would you like to tie it, try it, take a crack at it, Barry? Uh, what is Facebook? I'm sorry, that is incorrect. The correct answer is Twitter. I'm sorry, the correct answer is Pinterest. 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 Twitter, uh, okay. Twitter banned him as well. But if you're going to pin, uh, you know, kids' party ideas and charcuterie, that's all about that's all about Pinterest. All right, back to you, Barry. Are you ready? I'm ready. Backstabbing Republicans, bad crap, crazy Democrats, socialist media networks, or birds. Uh, the bad crap, crazy Democrats for three hundred. Right, I like how you guys go right for the big money too. Here we go. He he is the oldest rich white male in history that the party of diversity has ever elected president of the United States. What is, who is Joe Biden? Look at that, man. Look at that. Good job. You are up to six hundred dollars. All right, Cheryl. Uh, backstabbing Republicans, bat crap, crazy Democrats, socialist media networks or birds. Uh, birds. For 300? <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Are you sure? You didn't sound very... All right, here we go. Uh, listen carefully. <laughs> this bird, in addition to uh, tweeting out the hours of the day, could be used to adequately describe pretty much every elected Democrat in the United States. Oh, gosh. This bird, in addition to tweeting out the hours of the day could be used to adequately describe pretty much every elected Democrat in the United States today. I have no idea. What is a rooster? <laughs> what, is a, what is a rooster? Uh, no, I'm sorry. It's not a rooster. Any idea, Barry? Man, that's a tough one. Uh, uh, I really don't. I don't know. What is a cuckoo is the answer we're looking for. Cuckoo. <laughs> they tweet out, you know, cuckoo. <laughs> Man, I thought that was the easy one. All right, Barry, back to you. All right, how about uh, uh, what was the Republican one, the first one? Backstabbing Republicans. Yeah, I'll take that for 200 For $200. All right, here we go. Listen, listen carefully. Uh, this Southern senator disavowed President Trump on the floor of the Senate proclaiming, count me out, and was later taunted by Trump supporters chanting, traitor, traitor, as he boarded a plane from D.C. Oh, who is uh, Lindsey Graham? That is correct. That is <laughs> Yeah, the trader. That was Lindsey Graham. Very good. That was a that was a great job. You add another two hundred to your total. Cheryl, are you ready? I'm as ready as I'm ever going to be. <laughs> okay. Would you like backstabbing Republicans, bad crap, crazy Democrats, socialist media networks, or birds? Um, let's do backstabbing for two hundred. Well, we have one hundred left on that one. Is it? Well, you want to oh, finish? One hundred. Okay. All right. Let's finish out the category. Here we go. This uh, this senator voted to remove President Trump in 2020 and was taunted by Trump supporters chanting traitor, traitor, as he boarded a plane to D.C. Oh, gosh, I have no clue. Barry, do you know? Uh, let's see. I, I don't. I don't know who that is. That was Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney. Mitt, uh, I should have known, yeah. known that. Yeah. Known. All right, listen, we've got time for one more 
question. Barry, you lead this game $1,100 to nothing. <laughs> so, right, so I'll tell take. you what. I'll tell you what. Why don't we do like a final? Let's do a final America's in Jeopardy. I'll pull a question. You guys both get a chance to answer it. And, uh, and uh, what you do is just call out your name. And if you call out your name first, I'll answer on you, okay? I'll call on you. All right. All right, here we go. Our final uh, question will be, let's see. Let's go with that crap crazy Democrats uh, as our final Jeopardy question. Are you guys ready? Yes. Remember, if you yes. know the answer, yell out your name and wait to be called on. He is the Trump-hating heir to the Vanderbilt fortune who told his CNN audience that the Capitol Hill protesters were going to go celebrate later on at the Olive Garden. Cheryl? Cheryl? Yeah. Anderson Cooper? That is correct. Congratulations, Yay! Cheryl. Yay, you got one right. However, you had you, there's no money attached to it. Uh, Barry, with a score of $1,100 to nothing, congratulations. You're the winner of America's in Jeopardy. Woo. Nicely done. Woo! Can't believe I won eleven hundred dollars. That's I, awesome. Oh, actually, you get a Marque Show prize pack. I thought. Sorry, that was just that's that money's not real. It's it's, it's like you know it's like it's, it's like the stimulus money they're arguing over. You're not actually ever going to get it. You're going to get a Marque Show prize pack. But hey, congratulations. Good job. Quick break. We'll get a couple more of your phone calls coming up here in just a minute. It's the Marque Show. Stay tuned. This is the Marque Show. My name is Marque, 855-765-1045. Yes, it is true. Uh, Twitter stock is down after dumping Donald Trump. Twitter stock is down. Um, Donald Trump stock, it remains the same. Solid at 48% approval. 855-765-1045 is our number. Uh, cause squeeze in a couple more phone calls here in just a minute. Panavidra Patrick. Good morning, Panavidra Patrick. How are you? Good morning. How are you? Oh. Hey, you are 100% right about them cannibalizing themselves and especially the progressives who really don't know the ropes down there against Pelosi, who is really seasoned, it's going to be a complete craziness. Let me play you this one last clip from the 60 Minutes, which we haven't played yet. And this is, this is and you're right, Pontevita, it is. This is uh, Leslie Stahl asking Nancy Pelosi about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Listen, listen to the anger and vitriol in the speaker's voice as soon as I hit the button. As soon as I hit the other button. You're 80. Right. Your number two, Steny Hoyer, is 81. Your number three, Jim Clyburn, is 80. Uh, why haven't you brought young people into the leadership? Because we have. You perhaps don't know. Why does AOC complain that you have not been grooming younger people for leadership? I don't know. You'll have to ask her. I don't. I don't know. You'll have to ask her. Because we are. That was kind of sharp, kind of dismissing her. Yeah, it was sharp and dismissing her because, listen, this is something that people don't realize. This is The Democrats, they don't like each other. They just all hate. Their hatred for Donald Trump is stronger than their hatred for each other. Donald Trump, next Wednesday, is out of the picture. It's Joe Biden in the presidency for as long as he lasts. And then what's going to happen is the Democrats, who have a smaller majority than they had before in the House of Representatives, are going to start turning on each other. AOC and the rest of the squad are, and Bernie Sanders, they're all going to push a very radical agenda. They're going to be pushing all of their crazy ideas through because they think they have the power. They think they've got all the votes they need in the Senate. They think they've got, uh, you know, uh, Joe Biden to just sign whatever they put on his desk. They think that's what they've got. But what they don't realize is the Democrats in the House of Representatives, a lar large portion of them are moderate and don't necessarily agree with any or all of what they're going to do. And if the Republicans can hold together enough votes in the House of Representatives and especially in the Senate, they're going to battle. The Democrats are going to battle amongst themselves for the next two years. And they may not get anything done, let alone the most extreme pieces of legislation that they want to push through. There is There are not that many crazy leftists. They're vocal. They're loud. They're angry. They're on Twitter. They're on TV all the time. They're calling for this person to go and calling for that person to go. You're going to see them because they like to put their faces in front of the camera. But they are not the majority in the House of Representatives. And in the Senate, they have a one vote majority. And they have two very different ideas battling each other. 
like I said, it, this will continue to happen. The media companies will start turning on the Democratic leadership. They're going to start turning on the Democrats in office because now it's their game. And as media companies, they'll have nothing left to do except start negatively reporting on Democrats. And the Democrats aren't going to take that line down. It's going to be a bloodbath in the Democrat Party. And if the Republicans can get it together, get some strong leadership, get some good candidates, not back down, not waffle and continue, continue to find people that will will echo the message of America first and the messages that 75 million people went out and voted for in the last election. If they can continue to do that, then they will win back the House of Representatives in 2022, perhaps even the Senate. And if the only thing the Republicans are left with is Joe Biden as president, or if the only thing the Democrats are left with is Joe Biden as president, while the Republicans have control of every other branch, they're all doomed. Starting with Twitter, Google, Facebook, Apple, and the rest of them. That's when you're going to see the stuff really Hit the fan. Uh, all right, we got to get out of here. Traffic, weather, uh, Rush Limbaugh, that's all coming up next. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back tomorrow. It's the Mark K Show. See ya. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh.